Hello and welcome to Power Play Through, a Ranger Review Podcast. We are coming to you live from the Ranger Room Mammoth King Studios in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. My name is Dan. I'm Freddie. And it's been a minute since we've recorded. Yeah. Like like four or five days. Yeah. Uh, you went to a wrestling show. How was it? Oh, good. Good. Um, it's the Mecca 5 for FSW, our local scene. Uh... Pentagon versus Matt Seidel, uh, probably my second favorite match. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite match was, uh, no surprise, Hammerstone versus Big Mike Elgin. That was fucking awesome. But Who did Pe- uh, Chris Bay wrestle? Chris Bay was in a triple threat with um, Douglas James and mm-hmm. Ray Phoenix, so that was sick. That yeah. was my third, third favorite match of the night. Like I mean, that's probably the, it was the main event, obviously, because the belt was on the line. But um, Chris keep the belt. Yeah, Chris kept the belt. That was probably like most people's favorite, just because it's you know flippy shit. And it was fantastic. I mean, for me, like that kind of stuff, like when the whole match is at, like it gets oversaturated, and I kind of get kind of get like like desensitized to it. Hey, I feel that way during a Joey Janela match. Yeah, but Phoenix, man, oh my god! Like uh, it doesn't matter. Like he's he's incredible to watch. Incredible. He landed this uh this catwalk fucking head punt on Mm -hmm. Chris Chris Bay while he was like fucking dangling on the top rope. Yeah, he uh, Phoenix catwalked across the top rope, and he God his the the notch of his foot. Just caught him so flush, it looked vicious. Uh, excellent performance. Ray Phoenix is always fucking great. Always great. But Pentagon brought in a kid, like, at the end of the night. I don't know if you saw that video. Oh, I saw that video on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> that was fucking great. Yeah, he was really cool. He was really cool. But I, I was really, I was really, I really believed for a minute I was going to see that kid get packaged pile driver. That would have been pretty funny. Yeah. He could do it safe. The kid's short, you know? Uh, it looked like if he was going to do it, like, he already had the kid's head up high enough to where he wasn't going to do anything. Yeah. He should have done it. The kid would have sold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was good. The wrestling, the wrestling, uh, was a good time. My voice is probably a little bit altered from it. Yeah. I sat at home and uh, worked on this podcast a little bit, but I also got deeply into the Untitled Goose game for Nintendo Switch. Have you seen I've, anything about this game? I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Well, you get to be an asshole goose, mm-hmm. and you get to terrorize a town as That's, a goose. I dig it. It's kind of like Goat Game, right? Remember Goat Game? I do remember Goat Game. I felt like in Goat Game, you could get wild enough to become like a demon. I think that was one of the skins. I think it was like... <clears throat> Or maybe there was. Maybe it was like if you get a high enough multiplier or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. In this one, you're just a goose hiding shit. Yeah. And it's pretty fun. That's it's a cool. good two hours. Yeah. 
Good two hours is just goose fun. Yeah. All Did right. you happen to see the news, which when people hear this podcast, it's two weeks ago, but the new Super Sentai news? I probably did not. I, I well, I definitely did not. <laughs> some uh, Someone on uh, the staff of Ranger Board, uh, Matt Hunt, at the real Matt, Matt Hunt on Twitter, uh, found the trademark for 2020 Super Sentai, so... It's sticking around. Oh, good news. So the trademark originally read as Majin Sentai Kira Major. So we found out that that's a translation error. It was actually Mashin Sentai, which is Demon Advancement Sentai Kira Major. What? Yes. So it looks like we're going to get like magic demon hunters for the 2020 season of Super Sentai. That's like that's that sounds fantastic. That sounds really good. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Uh, so hopefully we'll be seeing more on that. It's usually, you know, we usually get this information in November-ish, and then we start to see some more of the Sentai around like February. So yeah. Uh, that's, so that's that's cool. That's very good news. Very good news. Happy to hear it. I have Speak- no thoughts for what the characters are going to look like, but go ahead. I I was going to say like I I love, I love the whole the whole idea of like a like fucking Sentai like Sentai Rangers fucking exercising demons and shit like that, hunting them down, doing like a supernatural, but like meant to be corny, you know, <laughs> like like you know, like yeah. that kind of deal. Yeah, I mean, corny in the sense, cool. corny in the sense, like over the top, Toku shit, you know. Yeah. Not that hey, we're on CW and we're way too ambitious for our budget, corny. Hey man, I ended up watching Vampire Diaries. <laughs> yeah. I didn't hate it. Yeah. I've heard like I I want to watch um it wasn't on CW but I want to watch uh, Teen Wolf it was on MTV. I don't yeah, know if it's, it's like... still still going but. I feel like that's a lower budget CW. Probably. Um, but, you know, speaking of Sentai, how about 14 years ago? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to transition with, let's talk about something else that I didn't hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our first episode that we're going to be talking about today is the new Robo's Red Impact, episode 19 of... Choriki Sentai O-Ranger. This one aired July 7th, 1995, written by Hiroshi Asoda, directed by Takeshi Ogasawara. Trains, escalators, and elevators are all stopping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, and, there's citywide malfunction. Yes, with, and with, we see... Our monster Barra Builder draining energy from the city. Yeah. Like you've, I believe you said on our last recording of Zio, this one, we actually, the rare times, or maybe it's the only time for us so far, where, where the Power Rangers and the corresponding Super Sentai lined up in the plot. But just barely, because... Just, like... just barely, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they get something, they get the same thing. Power Rangers gets their uh, Red Zio battles at the same time as they get the you know the uh, 
What's Red Puncher. Red Puncher, yeah. Which oh, is cool. a... Oh, I'm a fucking monster and I didn't silence my phone. Right. Hmm. It's okay. So, O-Ranger Robo comes in to battle with our monster and we get the title card for the episode. Green engages the Taurus head and uh, starts an attack where Builder starts gaining armor and like a head cannon. Uh, Bacchus Wrath gives like the rundown of power for Barra Builder to O-Ranger Robo because he's on the field. I was get- so when when this happened in Power Rangers, I was like, how are they gonna how are they gonna implement like. Bacchus, Bacchus being, being in the field. Yeah, and then doing the whole surrender thing. But then it just turns out it's just simple as fuck, where it's just, it was just a, it it happened at the same, it had just as much provocation behind it as Power Rangers did, you know? He's just The only there. difference with Power Rangers is that this battle was at the end of the episode. Yes, yes. And, and like, for Power Rangers, they stretched out this whole thing over two episodes, right? Or was this battle just one? Mm, Oh, actually. Let's see here. How how did this? Yeah. In Power Rangers, I feel like it was... Yeah, they ended... It it was two episodes. Because they ended on Mace Face or whatever. Okay, yeah. I remember now. So... Bacchus Wrath gives the power rundown, and we get Winghead on the O-Ranger Robo and a sword battle. Let's see this. Bacchus decides to surrender to bring down uh, O-Ranger Robo's guard. And when yeah, this, the O-Ranger are kind of foolishly celebrating. Yeah, he does. He, he pulls like a, um, pulls he, a fucking he, Looney Tunes. He pulls a dark helmet from Spaceballs. <laughs> Fooled you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he, he the has, robot starts draining O-Ranger Robo He has a comical like white flag and everything it's Yeah just, These guys are supposed to be professionals <laughs> What's going on here? Well the super crown sword gets broken And that's when Bacchus starts celebrating And orders Builder to do his next task Which is destroy all of humanity Yes sir just you know two simple things defeat the o-ranger and then kill everyone yeah the o-ranger enter woe base the kill everyone you know that's kind of like open-ended you just just day by day kind of thing you know just at some point make sure everyone's dead yeah uh the o-ranger enter woe base to see the damage to o-ranger robo and Chief Mira calls these repairs hopeless. There's nothing they can do. Bacchus will have destroyed the Earth by the time O-Ranger Robo is repaired. Yeah. I like the... Oh, I had a term for it. Now I can't remember it. It was... I like the... You remember the Gundam toy line when we when uh, Gundam was big here in America for a bit? You know, during Yeah, the, when Bandai the... had... Uh... During the wing they period, were, yeah. They were essentially the model kits, but they were just made out of a soft rubber. Yeah. But do you remember, like, the action figures? And then they had the battle damage line of the action figures? That yes. Just, 
looked so fucking awesome. I love that what's going on here. There's like actual like it's damage that looks like like what we've been used to, you know, is like these things fall apart in chunks and there's some wires hanging out of them or something or Well that's some, cheap some burn, Power Rangers. Yeah, right? some burn marks or whatever. But this thing has like like a slash across its chest and shit and you can see like the inner like workings of it and all that. Like I don't know. It was just made like it was it was some good um good miniature work here. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, while the O Ranger are looking at it Goro is starting to get upset, and he's like, there's got to be something else we can do, Chief. There has to be something. And then his storage <laughs> the crystal starts, Chief. too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the storage crystal starts reacting and kind of sets off the radar, which leads Goro to a quarry. It's uh, a little... Oh, okay. I actually like... Power Rangers handling of this better than than uh, O Rangers handling of it. Well, Power Rangers has a fun out of Billy being a fucking genius and just going, "Oh yeah, I was building a new Zord." That's true, but this one is like, I mean, <laughs> okay, all right, I guess just keep. So we find out that the uh, Red Puncher is buried in the quarry. That. He had his uh, previous pilot took him out before he was ready. Yes. Who worked? Who was obviously who uh, was a whoa pilot? Uh, what's his name? Kenji? Ken? What was his name? Lieutenant uh, Kirino. 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 So, Kirino. Steve Kirino. Steve Kirino. Uh, yeah. The whoa team. The whoa team's at the base, and they discover the files for the prototype Robo Red Puncher. Mm-hmm. Um, at the quarry, a little girl is there, and she's going up to a memorial, a little like homemade memorial, and she asks Goro not to dig up the robot because the robot killed her brother. Yes, which which is <laughs> which uh, he kind of I I don't know. That's a statement, isn't it? Say the robo killed her brother. Yeah. He took out like an unfinished, like an unfinished, uh, huge he, robot. And he killed himself in the <laughs> robot. Yeah, and he piloted it to his doom. Yes, like, uh, I wouldn't. Yeah, I just, I just, I think that's just quite a statement to say the robot killed him. I mean, so she ends up taking Goro back to her cabin, and it, this is the same cabin where Momo just housed Bara soldiers in the dog episode. Yeah, and the O Ranger and the Chief end up coming to the cabin. Uh, and the chief knows this little girl as Miyuki, and it explains her brother's past and death Whoa. to the O Ranger. Yeah, uh, her brother. We get, when we get the flashback, yeah, for this, this is where Tommy's. I. So when we watch this, when we watch this in Power Rangers, we we're like, that doesn't seem like Goro, you know, like Goro yeah. wouldn't wouldn't like just run this thing. run this thing through like the construction like in the like catwalks and stuff like that because it's like like it's in a stocking bay and it stomps forward like a like the biggest four-year-old you ever seen just like knocking down the catwalks and all that destroying shit like how how did this happen in o-ranger 
killed because Tommy is inside it in Power Rangers, and it makes sense. Tommy, yeah. as we went over, is full of turmoil. He can't concentrate, and that's what the the uh, Red Zeo Battlezord is 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 like what it works off of. You got to be in sync. So when we saw that, we we're like, "How was that? How does that happen to Goro?" Turns out, wasn't Goro. It was Miyuki's brother, uh, Steve Carino. <laughs> Steve Carino yes. piloting this this unfinished robot, destroying these catwalks, or walking out, falling off a cliff. Like he gets ejected, and then then the then uh, Red Puncher falls off. We get that that funny shot of the toy falling, and then we get the rocks dropped on it, and Red Robo buries itself as as uh, as Steve uh, reaches out and dies on the cliffside. Yes, and her brother is played by Ki Shindachia, who played Ken Hoshikawa, who was a uh, five blue in in uh, Five Man, which is oh. a series we've never covered. No, no. But, Maybe someday. Maybe. But a fun Sentai cameo in this. It is, yeah. Um, Got alumni. I just want a fun side note. In the Zeo expansion for Heroes of the Grid, where the Kickstarter ends, I think, Friday... Yeah. Uh, today they announced that all backers are getting a promo of Red Battlezord. So that's really? pretty cool. That's very yes. cool. Yeah. <laughs> not a plug. But kind of a plug. It, not a, it not a sponsor. A fun, it was a fun game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently we played it completely wrong on oh. Friday night during our game. Who but all got to play? It was Patrick course john y barra yes gabe yes my and myself okay so the chief who is also a blue ranger asks miyuki for forgiveness and looks out the window and says that he doesn't want red puncher revives because i mean like it reminds him of his failures and losing one of his team yeah <laughs> that's so fucking silly <laughs> like you just make it make this robot and i don't know how I guess, well, he, he goes on to explain that it's like, back then, you know, the Chiriki energy was so new to them that it was, like, highly, like, unrefined. Yeah, it was volatile energy, and he just decided to make a big-ass robot with Gatling gun piston arms. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, maybe the first one out. I shouldn't have made, like, all about punching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, next time I'll just make, like, a... I don't know, like a Easter Island head or something. With like <laughs> a shotgun machine gun hand. Yeah, yeah. Like it, first one out. Let's fucking just make a, a gun puncher. <laughs> <laughs> this unknown fucking alien energy. You know, well, I was I really guess it's not alien, but yeah. I was really thinking about Final Fantasy VIII and how cool the gun blade was, and yes. you know how a gun punch would probably be just as cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he really kind of indulged on this first one out, and he yeah. feels feels pretty bad about his earlier years. The more um, <laughs> his more uh, reckless machinations, but Goro, he says it's dangerous, but he believes in Red Puncher and the Chief, and he'll make the robot work. He runs to Miyuki and he tells her that him and her brother share the same heart. And he runs off to revive the robo. Yeah. He just, he, he fucking, uh, 
he transforms and he like no he does not transform not yet is that not he, what I no he runs out of the house and Kocha drops down spying on him so that we can have a villain there when yeah. we come back from the commercial break Goro's arrived at the quarry and he's met by Barra Builder and Bacchus Wrath who are trying to destroy Red Puncher because they didn't know that there was another robo yeah so as Barra Builder is firing shots into into the ground in front of Goro stopping him from getting to Red Puncher the O-Ranger show up transformed use holding their king smashers firing shots into Barra Builder which gives Goro enough time to henshin and use the Choriki riser his sword technique to make a path to Red Puncher in the rubble yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really cool. And we yeah. we kind of get the same scene from uh, Godzilla versus King Kong when King Kong survived, like it did the, the obviously the the nineteen sixties one. Yeah, yeah. Um. Well, when he gets in the cockpit, we get Red Puncher emerging from the ground, and the yeah. rubble is coming off of him, and it's like a very triumphant upshot from Red Puncher's feet. And the dust is falling off of him like he's been underground yeah, for like years. A, yeah, like a, a gorilla getting electrified. Yeah. Like like in Godzilla vs. King Kong. It's, just, it's, it's very uh, similar to me. The chief stands there and he's like got both amazed and scared yeah. as he sees uh, history begin to repeat itself and Red Puncher begins a rampage. Uh, <laughs> he gets to punch him. Yeah, Barra Builder begins to, like, attack, and he starts his, like, drain, and then use the energy to electrocute him, then drain a little bit, and then electrocute him, because he knows you take too much, they'll start overloading you with energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goro's knocked out in the cockpit, and the ghost of Lieutenant Kirino is contacting him so this this was interesting that this happened because it's it's just another one of those interesting things that they decided to run with in power rangers as well yeah because tommy saw true heart when he was in the cockpit and he like that was his obi-wan moment and it's just very interesting that that zeo um, that they took that from Zeo. It's just another one of those things where you just didn't, don't really expect them to need to adhere to like story beats and stuff like that. But they're yeah. doing it more and more. It's interesting. It's very interesting, like how it's changed. Because starting in Power Rangers, we saw how fucking wild it could like divert. You know. Well, it always seems to be like the less that Heim is involved. Yeah. The the closer they get to Sentai in some cases. Yeah, yeah. Because like Dino Charge had no Heim involvement and Chip Lynn just went buck wild with his story. And I mean RPM had no Disney involvement and it got miles away from the Goanger story. Yeah. So it's I don't just, know. It's pretty cool though. Yeah, he uh Steve Carino <laughs> comes to comes to uh comes and to him in the cockpit 
in the most Japanese thing, he shows him like the splendor of Earth in he what did. he's protecting. We saw this in Power Rangers, didn't we? I I could have could have swore we saw this this like be real, like somewhere. There's a good chance that we not did. not the rapper, not the rapper by the way, not not Cypress Hill. No, Be Real was there too. <laughs> be Real came to him in the cockpit. Yeah, yeah he asked uh, Tommy if he wanted to be the first member of the transplants, and Tommy <laughs> said, "No, that would be a mistake." <laughs> even Tommy, even Tommy, <laughs> sound like good on Tommy. He knew yeah. that that would be a mistake, but he did take that feature on Cottonmouth Kings. Yeah, put the pipe yeah. down. <laughs> um, who's your favorite so, Cypress Hill? Real quick. Be real or send dog. I mean, I would say be real. I love send dog. Send dog's awesome. He just he just kind of like always sounds like he's like I think I'm like it has to be intentional, right? But it always sounds like he's just he's like holding in the biggest fucking toke. Yeah, you notice that. That's one hundred percent. Like that has to be intentional. But I've never heard an interview, so that could be just his voice as well. Hmm. I don't know. Send dog, get at us. We'll, we'd love to have you on the show. I mean, I'm sure he's not doing much. I'm sure he's uh, not listening to this. <laughs> after Goro sees the splendor and majesty yeah. of the Earth, uh, he wakes up from his death, mm. and he has the resolve and a direct link to Choriki energy that he needs to take control of Red Puncher. And as mm. soon as the Choriki energy enters and the Chief's like, <laughs> Oh shit, Choriki. <laughs> oh shit, Choriki. <laughs> Splendor of the earth, Choriki. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 yeah, you know, this is very, um, uh, you, you, you nailed it. This is very Japanese. This is very Sentai. Very, yes. very Sentai. <laughs> Red Puncher begins his, uh, his Super Saiyan 2 onslaught. Yeah. Uh, a really sped up battle accompanied by a new theme song for yeah. Red Puncher. Puncher! <laughs> it, it really got me going. I was like, yeah, fucking Red Puncher. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. It's, it's really neat for him to have his own theme for sure. I mean, Red Battlezord's a cool name. It is. Red Puncher tells me everything I need to know. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm here for it. Yeah. Oh, this thing's red, and it fucking punches. Yeah. It could also be like an otter, like an otter name for otter pops. Yeah. Because, like, you know, they already got a fruit punch, and they already got, like, a cherry, and they already got, like, a watermelon. Like, There's a watermelon otter pop? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a watermelon otter pop. I didn't think otter pops had flavors. Well, there's Poncho, his name's like Poncho something, he's like, he's like, he's like a, Hispanic character, and he's like the fruit punch one, hmm. and then and then there's uh strawberry shortcake or strawberry little some sh- strawberry short stack something like that. It, it's a like a little like a it's a little like girl otter, and she's like the strawberry red one. Hmm. But like red puncher sounds like that could be like a like a a, a pugilist otter, right? And his flavor, <laughs> and his and his flavor's red. And you're like, what do you mean red? You mean like cherry? No, not watermelon, and not not fruit punch, not strawberry either. I'm talking about red. Cool, the, flavor, the flavor red. Yeah. yeah, that's red puncher. 
So, at the end of this sped-up battle, O-Red finishes off Barra Builder with Puncher Gatling. Mm-hmm. And, um... We, yeah, we get, like, because he told me about this, but actually seeing it, seeing the stuff that was left out of uh, that initial battle in Power Rangers, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. And after Barra Builder dies, the chief, Miyuki, and the remaining O-Ranger look at their new ally, and uh, Goro returns to the memorial to the lieutenant with the chief and Miyuki, and he talks about how Lieutenant Kiri- Kirino helped him while he was in there. <laughs> and uh, the chief's like, man, Choriki is so fucking cool, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> the chief's, re- chief's a big fan of Choriki. So apparently the resonant life force of uh, Steve Carino here, like, is now with the Choriki. Yeah. Right? Is that what it, like... I mean, like, I'm kind of, at this point, looking at Choriki as the Force. Yeah, I mean, mean, we just had, like, we just had a Force ghost, like, visit. Yeah. Yeah. There was a ghost living in the Choriki. And it's probably because he died using a Choriki-powered punch bot. Yeah, he was really, like, he was, he was, he was... Like, he was on the wavelength, you know? He was super close to Choriki in his death. So it would make sense that Choriki kind of, like, took his his energy, his latent life force and all that. And, yeah. And then brought it into the fold of Choriki. And he probably, he probably, like, like, he powers, he partially powers uh, Red Puncher now, you know? Yeah. I, I can see it. that. And also, that's his rage, too. That's his rage now in there, that he died so stupidly. <laughs> yeah. It, I find that uh, Red Puncher is a very good robot for Goro because of his, like, paranoia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to where, like, he doesn't need anybody to come with him now when he thinks that there's a robot <laughs> yeah, fucking that's, around. That's true. That's very true. He just fire himself out of a fucking cannon. <laughs> no, don't worry. Yeah. No, you y'all don't think that this is paranoia? Yeah. I got red puncher. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right so on. we'll talk about our next episode right after this. Episode twenty Iron Fist One Hundred Bursts. Airing July fourteenth, nineteen ninety five, written by Hiroshi Soda, directed by Takeshi Ogasawara. Little bulldogs learning to box with the Barra soldiers. Yeah, he is. Hopping around in his own little homemade ring, uh, yep. knocking the shit out of some bar soldiers while his um, his mo- his mother is uh, Despair is watching. It's, no, not, oh, excuse me, not Despair. Uh, uh, what's her name? Fuck. Queen Hysteria. Hysteria. Despair is a different mama. <laughs> yep. Odd. Bacchus Wrath comes in yeah. pissed that there's yeah. a second robo, and he's like, why are you fucking around? You need to you need to lose some weight and start doing shit, okay? I can't be taking care of your diabetes. Yeah. And watching you box. I can't be going to your fucking Oh god. Yeah. It's I real fr- go to your boxing recital. Yeah, it's real frustrating to see. It's real frustrating to see your little fat son uh boxing some boxing some soldiers. So, bo- boxing some employees of yes. yours. 
who are throwing themselves to the ground. Clearly, clearly, uh, you know, overselling. Well, Bulldone is pissed that his daddy doesn't understand. And Will Smith said it best, right? Uh, Wiggy Wild. Parents just don't understand, man. Oh, yeah, that too. The Fresh Prince. Yeah. I'm always down for a Wild Wild West reference, but... (laughs) Hysteria explains to Bacchus Wrath that Bull Don't is doing this because of Red Puncher. He's training to box to take down Red Puncher, and he's got a boxing machine beast to do the job. Mm -hmm. Doesn't explain why he needs to do it. Like... Is he just, uh, you know, just just living? He's a kid. Yeah, living vicariously, I guess. Wants to. Shohei is running down the street, <laughs> and uh, Bulldon has captured a child. Yes, and this and he's pl- like, "Hey, man, you got to fight my bar of boxer." Plays that extremely similar to Power Rangers, like one for one, just about. And and it even makes sense why in Power Rangers, uh, when mysteriously the puncher the 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 boxers on the ground, we were like, "What the fuck happened?" We see we see now there is a whole plan in place to uh, steal Shohei's signature move. Yeah, but Shohei's signature move was enough to take out a machine beast. Yeah, yeah, and his hand. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Bulldon, Bulldon, uh, Bulldon, Bull, whatever. Bulldog, like, kind of has him in this predicament where he's like, "I'm gonna, I got this kid. We're gonna do evil machine shit to it. You better stop us." And then the boxer confronts him, and they force him to use his signature move, which is like this this flying punch. When he throws the punch, it lands square on the boxer's chest and just lays him out. He does not get up. He's done. But Shohei's hand, like, shatters. <laughs> but it's, like, so powerful that Shohei is O-Green when he begins the battle. And the punch hits so hard that the O-Green powers just come off of him. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, at this point... He punched so hard, he ain't a superhero. Yeah. At this point, he's pretty, he's pretty maimed. He's pretty maimed here. And he can't defend himself against the bar soldiers in Bulldog, no? So he's yeah. kind of like in a predicament, but then the rest of the Rangers join him. Yep. And um, they begin the battle with the Barra soldiers, and Goro saves the boy, gives Acha and Kocha the time to make the monster grow. Yeah. <laughs> which forces Goro to summon Red Puncher, uh, which this is the first time that we get to see that boy fired out of a cannon. Yeah, we do. And keeping with the continuity, the... Um, the main Choriki Robo is still out of commission. The yes. repairs are not done on it. So it is just Red Robo here, Red Puncher. So Red Puncher comes in. He does that fucking awesome, like, you called it the perfect spiral when we saw it in Power Rangers. Yes. But, but uh, yeah, he comes in hot. Uh, we get to see a fight between them. But then we see the whole plant, the, the whole time was the, or let me, let me say that again. Then we come to find out. That this whole time, the intent was to get Shohei to use that move, because now, Boxer has that move. Yes. Boxer he, uses it. He taskmasters it. Yeah, he taskmasters. Good. Excellent. He uses it on Red Puncher, fucking, like, 
puts it out of commission, but his own hand, like his little, his big metal punching glove, is like, it's like caved in, and you can see all like, um, shredded metal and wires inside of it. Yeah, it tears open. But it takes um, out, it takes out Red Puncher. Yeah. And Bulldog looks at Shohei and goes, that's why we lured you into this fight. Yeah. Because we wanted that punch. So, at Baranoia Base, Queen Hysteria is singing the praises of her son and that they're going to be outfitting Builder with stronger gloves to defeat Red Puncher. Yeah. At Woe Base, repairs begin on Red Puncher. Yeah. I want to say, um, we've talked about this before, but there's no going small, you know, with no. the uh, the Robos, and, and I really, really like that, because uh, Boxer is still, like, huge. He's inside... He's inside the uh, the palace, and he's, like, massive, you know? They're, like, the that big, like, kind of open area that um, Revenger came through. Mm-hmm. With the hanging chains and stuff, that's where he is, kind of suspended, and they're loading the big, like, spiked boxing gloves on him. I yeah. just like that. I just like that. Like, I don't know. That's just kind of like a neat touch that the to differentiate them from everything else that goes big in Super Sentai. That this isn't some spell or whatever. This is like really. This is really like overclocking a computer, you know, and making them gigantic is. What? How are you going to make them small again? You know? <laughs> yeah. Just juicing them. So, after we see that the repairs on O-Ranger Robo are not complete and that they're repairing Red Puncher, Shohei is pissed that it's his punch that did this and he figures out that it's his job to fix it. Yes. So, he goes to the boxing school where he learned his moves. Yeah, yeah. And... The most important thing we find out is Shohei's fucking cut. Oh, yeah, he is huge. <laughs> yeah. He's got, like, his shoulders are all fucking super cut and sinewy and shit. Like, just real, just defined muscle. Yeah. Like, we get a flashback of him in his in his days of training because he meets his master. And this master says, you are always just raw, you know? you If you, if you actually practice and attain skill to complement... Your raw natural power, you would have been something, but you never, you never had the discipline for it. Yeah, he's and so he's sweaty. scolded he's for so using sweaty. that flying punch too. Yeah, because fucking man, you pulled that out in the fucking. I'm pretty sure that's illegal if you pull yeah. that out <laughs> in a boxing match. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you for leave, sure. I don't think you leave your feet. So, yeah, that would have been something. But like I said, in that flashback. He is completely just drenched in sweat and just, just, it's fucking insane. Like, he is cut. I did not. Those uniforms, uh, they hide a lot. They hide a lot, yeah. Um, he leaves the base after he's scolded, and the little, the grandson of the boxing gym manager says, Hey, you know that he left here to join O Ranger, and that's not a bad thing to leave boxing for. Yeah. To go save the world. So we should help him. And the kid takes off and meets Shohei at like a cliffside in a park. There's a funny moment here because uh, the kid that he saved from Bulldog goes with the other rangers to try and follow Shohei. And they're kind of like observing Shohei's confrontation with his master yeah. through, through the window. 
and the little kid inside who's like Shohei's kind of like adoptive brother in a way, mm-hmm. adoptive little brother. Um, he's the one that runs out, but the 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 boy they saved along with the rest of the Rangers looking through the window and the master turns and he says, no fucking kids. Even though there's, <laughs> even though he just had a kid in here, but uh, I don't know. Well, that's his kid. That's, that's his different. Kid. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they they he uh, runs to uh, catch up with Shohei, who's obviously uh, feeling real Duke right now with a busted up arm. Yeah, and the kid tells Shohei how much of an inspiration he was to him because even if he was in the corner getting hit, he always went forward. He never stopped. He never stopped fighting. Yeah. The O-Rangers show up and talk to Shohei about how he needs to teach Goro to box. Because Red Puncher is a boxer. And Goro is going to fight in Shohei's place. Yeah, yeah. Goro Goro takes the initiative here. He wants to learn. He wants to learn all, like, I mean, in the span of a day, yeah. He wants to learn all this. Uh, they yeah. end, up, end up in the park. And since he only has one good arm... Shohei only has one uh, hand pad mm-hmm. to use to use against Goro, who's repeatedly like his punches keep slipping through and catching him on the jaw. <laughs> like mm-hmm. And at one point, they end up just knocking themselves out, which brings in Shohei's former uh, coach, former master, who's you know like saying, "This is fucking you know, this is embarrassing. Give me the pads. I'll train this fucking guy." He Goro, his, you're weak. Yeah, he does the same Goro thing. Goro is so wet. Yeah, Goro, Goro's so wet. He does the same thing with Goro with just one pad, but then Goro slips again and punches the old fucking man in the chin, who yeah. I guess this is just to show that, like, you know, what a tough old bastard he is. He is a tough old man. Yeah, and he then gets the second pad and he just keeps egging him on. He's like, come on, come on, you ain't gonna do shit if you punch like this, you know? Like, it's a whole montage. After the, uh, training montage we cut to red puncher training with o-ranger robo big size and o-ranger robo's got big punch pads on his hands yeah and they're doing it in like a robot ring it's very cute it is it is it is (laughs) red puncher is then fired out of his cannon and arrives on the scene yep bulldog makes a ring that supports a heel this and the battle begins. Super gimmicks. Just yes. Yeah. Over the ring. Russo <laughs> shit. <laughs> this is uh some TNA shit right after Hogan left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like, yeah. I think what was it? Final We're not going to do an octagon. <laughs> no, there was a. I think it was Final Destination, like 2007 or something like that, or maybe it was Ultimate X. Uh, but there was a fucking, it was like, uh, LAX versus, uh, the, the doodly boys. Hmm. I forgot what they're called. And, oh, team 3d. Yeah. The non-copyright infringing Dudley boys. Um, they had a, a cage match. It was an electrified cage match. Oh, that's nineties as fuck. And when you, they would hit it, like when they would hit the fucking cage, the the lights would flicker like there was like a power shortage and and some shitty fucking like monster movie uh tesla coil sounds would like come through the speakers and whoever fucking hits the cage has to like you know sell it 
It's so fucking stupid. There's like so many points where they they're like accidentally touching it and shit like that, and like the announcers have to cover it, saying, "Oh, that part isn't electrified or whatever." Like it's it's a shit show, dude. Worth a watch. Well, this heel ring, uh, the heel doesn't have to sell it because. The ring's electricity only activates if Puncher hits the ropes. Mm-hmm. And Bulldunk is in front of in front of these uh, controls, ready to fry Red Puncher if he comes comes in too close. And Barra Barra Puncher's up to his old shit. Like as soon as Ranger, as soon as Red Puncher hops on the scene, he spits in his face and starts putting him in the corner so that he can get electrocuted. Get the cheap heat, man. Cheap heat. Yeah. Yeah. So the O Rangers see this and they're like, nah, fuck this. We're gonna hop in and do this battle. And we get Momo and Jury come in with these huge jump kicks on Bulldog Nacha. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> Momo destroys the the uh electricity thing to destroy the ring. And yeah, yeah, it she gives just... Go ahead. Well, I'm saying she, um, yeah, Momo comes down on the controls, which destroys it, and in very Power Rangers Super Sentai fashion, it makes the ring dissipate. Like, it just disappears, and, like, boxers just looking around, confused, what's going on here? Yeah. Um, this gives Red Puncher a fair chance at the battle, and it looks like Granddad's training paid off, because the boxer cannot get hit. Yeah, this is... I, I like this. I like this because, like, in Power Rangers, they kind of just like, okay, it's gone now. They can do it, whatever. But in uh, in this, with the Red Puncher, him being out of the ring, why it's such a big deal is because his maneuverability, his footwork's fucking crazy. Like, yeah. now that he's not in this confined space, he's just he's just, he's just weaving through all the fucking attacks. Of, when he uh, puts the fists up and he starts, like, ducking yeah punches i was like man that the guy in that suit because that suit's a box yeah it is yeah he's doing good whoever's in that suit can move yeah really impressive Uh, so once red puncher is able to get on the inside the onslaught begins and the puncher theme kicks in yeah and and we get just so many punches Just so many body shots. If fucking, if Barra Puncher, if Barra Boxer had a fucking rib cage, it would have been just reduced to dust. It's ridiculous. He lays into this fucker. It's awesome. Well, and, and he, on top of that, he like does the big O punch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he does. And he, and we come to find out which, well, this will come to be his signature, it looks like, going off the next episode. But he lands one final one, like, across the fucking chin. It looks so good, because the guy, oh. just, the, the actors just laid into each other. Since they got a good bit of, like, foam there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but that, it, oh, it looks so cool. So cool. That punch was something special. Yeah. And after that he does his finishing move which is the magna puncher where he spins until he becomes energy mm-hmm. and passes through the machine beast's chest killing him dope shit dope uh, shit on the ground the two boxing rangers shake hands in a show of respect between each other yeah 
and the episode ends with everyone looking at their new god. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Uh, like it's Red, Red Red Puncher has been a Red Puncher's a the Red Puncher theme is sick. I was hoping uh, it wouldn't lose anything for not having the instrumental fight going over it, you know. But this this no, this, but that that song that's just so Japanese. Yeah, oh. it, it works. It works real well. So like it's it's different. I would say it's a side grade. You know, it's a side grade for sure. It's, yeah, I'm I'm happy that it. Like the theme kicks ass and really gets you into it, and seeing it, the 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 uh, action of Red Puncher isn't lost in uh, in O Ranger because, as we said, the Power Rangers Zio why it works so well is because it has those excellent, excellent, excellent O Ranger choreographed fights, and you just put the fucking just the dick stiffening music of Power Rangers Zio over it, you know? Yeah, but there's something about like '90s Japanese like pop music where it's just like an old man singing (laughs) yeah is and i don't know if that's like pop music or if that was just like no this is what we listen to in our country yeah it's so racist (laughs) it's like it's like a it's like a hard rock kind of thing going on yeah you know it's it's cool it's cool it's cool superhero music you know just japanese yeah yeah and before we cut to commercial, I'm going to tell you a fun fact about me right now. My armpits are so wet and stinky that I am wearing my shirt like a scarf because I don't want <laughs> it that close to my... I don't want my armpits where they are so I can smell the shirt. Gotcha. gotcha. Now to commercial. The Storm Calling Kendama, airing July 21st, 1995, written by Hiroshi Asoda. Directed by Shohei Tojo, this Red is... Puncher and O Ranger Robo are doing aerobics, led by Momo and Jury. It's what? It's <laughs> yeah, man. We just all of a sudden took a trip to like Kaku Ranger or something. Like it's just hey, we... welcome to Goof Town. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. These big fucking robots are doing aerobics, and Momo, Momo and Jury are like dressed like. You know, um, they're dressed in the. Let's get physical. Yeah, 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 yeah. Physical. Exactly. They, they they got the whole thing going on, and they're like, "Come on, keep up, Jariki Robo. What are you doing? You're slacking." Uh, we have uh, Goro in red, and Red Puncher, obviously, and then we have Shohei and um and Yuji uh, Yuji in uh, Jariki Robo, who are trying to like keep up with the. The more delicate moves, I guess you could say. But it's really it, it starts this way. It just starts this way. Nope, nothing else. This we're just here. This is re, we're rehabbing the robot. Yeah, that's, and that's in what Power Rangers, <laughs> they use this like dancing footage for something that, I mean, like it's one of the most used gifts for Power Rangers yeah. that I see. It's really fucking funny. It's good. Um, we I like that they're rehabbing the Robo. Yeah, I looked her. That's so fucking weird. But Chiriki, I guess I don't know. Ch- ch- uh, you gotta get it. Gotta gotta get the Chiriki moving through the system, you know. And yeah. the tr- Chiriki is like, okay, this will be like the seven hundred and thirtieth time we've referenced Ghostbusters two. But Chiriki's kind of like the hate slime, you know. Or in this case, like the what you give into it 
you know, makes it like uh, like you, the the energy you put into it, like the vibes you put into it. You put into some some nice like physical uh physical activity, uppity music, you know, and like we're doing some we're doing some aerobics and shit like that. It like gets the positive Chariki flowing, and we get the bad Chariki out of Red Puncher, who likes to punch a lot because the spirit <laughs> of a dead man's in him. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, so now, so now, now, yeah, now we're just trying to reinforce the positive Chariki inside them. Don't want to get the negatives going. Yes. Uh. You, then you the- just have a river of hate underneath new york well the river of hate exists on the moon because <laughs> the baranoia empire sees that o-ranger robo is back at 70 percent mm. but they know that they still have a little bit of time the o-ranger will let their guard down we get a and lot that'll of, be the time to strike yeah we get a lot of character in this episode i mean a lot of like oh our rangers showing character yeah because yeah, uh we start off with the aerobics like we talked about which was Hiroshi extremely Asoda light writes, and fun uh, this team, Hiroshi Asoda and Shohei Tojo, wrote a lot of Kaku Ranger. Yeah, makes fucking sense. <laughs> because the next scene we get with our Rangers, they're, yes. eating, they're eating ice cream. <laughs> yeah, Yuji and Shohei are eating ice cream, but yeah. the girls in Goro are still doing an aerobic choreographed dance. Yeah, yeah. But the boys are jealous that the captain gets to pilot his own robot by himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're eating ice cream. Aren't they on, like, a train or something like that? Yeah, like, it's, yeah. it's just in a like train in a yard, and they're hanging uh, out on, like, oh, a steam okay. engine. I thought they were, like, in a park, and this is, like, one of those trains that are, like, um, restored and all that, like an old... But decommissioned. Yeah, yeah, and it's just, like, now turned into, like, a into like a uh into a into a like, place for people to do heroin and have sex yeah 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 the standard park accoutrement you know yeah you so, know like, like that just big tube that's just <laughs> on the ground made of cement yeah that sometimes people lay on top of but sometimes you have your first kiss in there yeah yeah next to a graffiti of a dick yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's become one of those park landmarks. <laughs> but they're the the yeah, uh, Shoji and Yuji are eating their ice cream on this train and kind of like lamenting that they don't have their own they they don't have their own Megazord, you know, their own fucking individual battle sword like a red puncher. When the fates kind of answer this. Because we get two children, Miki and Tomoko, show up asking them to pilot a new robot that they built. Yeah. (laughs) Yuji jumps at this. He's like, oh, I'm your fucking man. I'll pilot anything. (laughs) (laughs) We find out it's this village that's like they are a a um, they're a big linchpin in the lumber industry. Because they love Kendama too. Yeah, they love Kendama, which is, which is like, well, I was gonna say, ball in a cup. Where did that originate? Is that like? I feel like it's a Dutch thing, right? I feel like ball in the cup is a Depression era game. <laughs> well, Kendama, Kendama is very Japanese ball in the cup, whereas you work harder at it. And it takes skill. It's so hard. Yeah. yeah. It's so hard. Yeah, it takes skill to do. 
but yeah, they love Kadama and they love themselves some fucking wood because they're right at the edge of one of the greatest, like one of the largest forests in the fucking country. And they're like, they have a lumber industry that's fucking booming so much so that they fucking try to use wood in everything. Like the whole fucking city is, is, is like, um, primarily wooden buildings you know yes with with, yeah well obviously some metal reinforcing and stuff like that no metal all wood okay it's all fucking wood and not only is the buildings all wood and this town's all wood but their fucking robot is also all wood and yes we themed them after kadama because we 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 love that shit yes they want a pilot that's an expert with a kendama yeah and Obviously, an O Ranger is the choice to be the pilot. And this is just another. This is just confirmation. Hey, man, if you're wearing blue in the Zio or O Ranger timeline, you're a fucking goof. Yeah. So Yuji transforms and goes in and attempts robot kendama, but is so bad at it. He just keeps dropping this big yeah. wood ball on the ground. So kendama, <laughs> I feel like it would crack because of- it's so heavy. So, so you think of Kadama, like anyone doesn't know, it's a toy that has a handle that looks like a wooden hammer, kind of. But uh, one part has a bigger, like it has, it's like a double-sided hammer, but one head, one side of it has like a, a wider head, and the other one, and the other side has a smaller head. And then at the point of this hammer, like the very point, the handle kind of terminates in a spike, Mm-hmm. And you have a string with a kind of like a solid red, uh, I don't know what. It's a like wooden this, ball. It's a wooden, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a wooden ball. And you are and you bounce it off both sides or you try to catch it on the spike because it has a hole on it. I said very kind of like hand-eye coordination, skill intensive kind of stuff. But the robot is based off of that. So think of a Kendama, what I just described. But with arms and the point is the head, yes. arms and legs, and he has his own kadama with a big red ball attached to it. That kind of so it's kind of like a big uh, flail or uh, or just ball and chain, you know. Yes, he can't do kadama at all. Inside, I love how it looks. By the way, it's oh, it's all, just a bunch of levers. Yeah, it's it's all yeah, it's all wooden and just big long levers like uh like uh, cumbersome levers. That you just crank on, and apparently it translates to what he's doing, which is like the kind of thing you definitely. I saw how many levers were on that. You definitely need two pilots, maybe three. <laughs> yeah, because it'd be like pilot. It'd be like it. It'd be like you're 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 working on some fucking Jim Henson set, you know, and you're and you're fucking making this 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 dragon puppet move, you know, like it, it looks like it's a multi man operation to get this get this thing to fucking work. But he the can't... reason I've always liked the Megazord sequence and Voltron is that five people to pilot the robot makes the most sense to me. Yeah. But what took that even further was the mind meld in Pacific Rim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that they're all working as one, essentially. It was, I, it, that's definitely one of my favorite uh, uh, ways to operate a mecha. It's definitely a Pacific Rim. But then Gundam changed that because they showed, like, in in the cockpit, they once showed that the way that they control the legs is that there are 
foot pedals that they're just supposed to like double bass to get the legs to move. <laughs> which one? Which was it? Gundam Seed that had the like v the nineties VR body control shit. Uh, G Gundam. G Gundam had it. Okay. Yeah. 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 G- you know, I mean, Power Rangers gets that after a while. Like, when we get to, I think Wild Force even does it, right? Yeah, we just had it in Kaku Ranger. Where they don't actually do, well, they, yeah, they had their hands on, like, a ball. But those things were also living gods. So No, no, wasn't, wasn't it Kaku Ranger where we had, we had a ranger on the ground. Wasn't in the suit, but was on the ground, and the and it mimicked his movements. No, that was Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers. Oh, that was Alien Rangers. That's why. Duh. Okay, yeah. Alien Rangers did that. <laughs> Which may be the best way to do it, honestly. <laughs> if you're if you're if you control it that way, maybe you don't even want to be in the motherfucker. You know, you want to be in a space where you can fully be move. safe. Yeah, and act it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe 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 the the equations had 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 it going. Maybe they they were on to something. But yeah, Yuji cannot control this thing, and they're all looking at each other. They're like the the towns the uh, the town representatives. They're looking at each other. Like, I thought you said this guy was an old ranger. Yeah, <laughs> I like, thought that this was going to be that shit. <laughs> but it's not. Yeah. Um. So Yuji starts practicing kendama with a bunch of kids. And the kids are like, hey, man, you're too stiff. Loosen up these shoulders. Yeah. And then Yuji cracks his beautiful face with one of those balls. He, the kids are like showing him. It's like, hey, big, it's like you, go to, you go to big to medium, big to medium. Look, check it out. These these kids must be like the Kendama sports team or something like that. Because they're like. Not missing. Yeah. They're like crazy and sink. And like, yeah, it's very uniform. But yeah, they're trying to show Yuji how to do this, and he, like you said, he cracks himself in the face with that wooden ball. But while this is happening, in the warehouse, Empress Hysteria replaces Kendama Robo with Bara Kendama. The next day, the O-Ranger try to stop Yuji because they need to rehab O-Ranger Robo some more. Yeah. But the children, they implore Goro to let him pilot Kendama Robo. Yeah, the so this they replace so the machine beast they replace it with like like it looked different. I was like, that's not going to pass. That looks different. I mean, it looks it has the same body shape. The body looks identical, but the face it had a scary face on it. So I was like, so actually, it doesn't at first. It has the normal face, but as soon as it takes over Yuji, because it does. Yeah, like, but like it, I, it starts doing some showy yeah. shit, and then it makes its scary face. Well, it was it had the scary face when we first saw it, and they're saying they're going to replace it with the other one, and I was like, oh, "Okay, you're not going to do that because it looks different. They're going to notice." But when they do replace it and they fucking drag the normal one out of there, then it like has the same face as the the other one, which is kind of just a. Honestly, it looks like a like a hodgepodge kind of like robot. It looks like a it a, looks a, like Plank from Ed Ed Nettie. Yeah, it kind of does. Kind of does as a facial. It has the same. Uh, some it has the same. Um, <laughs> what is it? The same like facial features as Plank. That's true. Well, K- 
Kendama Robo is being very showy, and the warehouse owner is so happy that he wants everyone to do the town's Kendama dance, including the O-Ranger. Goro is very Goro in this moment, and he goes, I don't like that. Yuji, get out of there. That's not that's not a robot. We don't trust robots in this house. Uh, he commands Yuji to eject, and Empress Hysteria enacts her plan, and Yuji is kidnapped by the cockpit. Yeah, these metal like um, these metal restraining straps come over him, and they hold him in place. And Kendama goes fucking crazy. And starts yeah. destroying shit. And everyone's thinking like, oh my god, why is Yuji doing this? As he's yeah. fucking careening the Kendama ball into the buildings and stuff like that. He's kick- just destroying everything. And um, so now they think that Yuji is gone rogue or something. Or at least the townsfolk do. Hysteria tells the plan to the O-Ranger as Kendama destroys the town. And the Barra soldiers begin their assault. And we get this incredible... This might actually be my favorite tracking shot of the O-Ranger that we've yeah. seen so far. Yeah. Because they are unmorphed mm-hmm. doing this battle. Yeah. Um, lost my train of thought. Oh, the tracking shots. Yeah. The tracking shots are just... That's like kind of like in O-Ranger's back pocket, it feels like. You know, that's just like their go-to, but man, they do it so sweet. They do it so crisp. Yeah, but because they're unmorphed, they're actually finally showing Barra soldiers what's up. That they're strong enough to fight them on their grounds, but they are not strong enough to finish them. So they go ahead and transform to finally kill the Barra soldiers. Yeah. Kendama starts eye-lasering them and Goro responds to this by calling out Red Puncher. Um, Hysteria reminds Goro that Yuji is in there and now Goro doesn't want to attack. Yeah, he's uh, no pun intended or quite literally I guess we should say he starts pulling his punches because he doesn't he wants to be careful of where he damages us because Yuji is right there in the cockpit which is central mass so yeah. it's really hard to like land anything on this thing without possibly you know shattering yuji inside but you know yuji is a hero so he is of course saying just kill kendama i'll die in here it's part of my job yeah but the grounded rangers decide that they want to find kendama robo so Shohei tells Goro to lure the machine beast to their location. And as he does, Bara Kendama does some real damage to Red Puncher. Yeah. And Shohei joins the battle piloting the I real got, Kendama. I gotta Robo. I gotta say, I appreciate the Machine Empire or the the Bara Empire, Baranoia Empire. Getting rid of the original Kendama like you would with like a refrigerator. They just yeah. threw it in a ditch. <laughs> They found in a they found in an apartment complex without gates. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally, and it's also like, you know, maybe a mile away from the the hangar where Kendama was. So they didn't go far with it at all. It's really no. fu- it's really fucking funny. <laughs> but yeah, they 
they tell um, Goro to lure him to where they are once they find a robot. And we get, like, kind of an uncommon sight, which is a Megazord running out of frame with the monster following it, you know? Yeah. It's very, um, it's a very Ultraman, you know? Yes. But, um, yeah, he appears, like, once they come to where the real Kadama is, clearly they only have the one suit. Because off-screen, good Kadama's fucking ball hits bad Kadama. You know, yeah. where we see the the suit get hit by it. So, like, they only have one suit, and that's fine. You know, that's we, we, we're following, we're following. But they're able to restrain Kadama, evil Kadama, while they bust open the cockpit area with Red Puncher. Yes. Once that's open, we get this, like, superimposed shot where we see Yuji inside. Um still strapped to the chair and the girls come in and it's a cool shot because we get like a a practical set of them climbing through the broken cockpit of Kadama and pulling Yuji to safety. Yeah. And as soon as Yuji is pulled out, Red Puncher does his thing. Goro unloads this his a, boxing yeah, skills man. on Bara Kendama. It's so fucking dope. We get another one of those those finishing clock right, clock that, em, right yeah, hook. that right hook on the fucking chin. And this one is so dope because it knocks his head sideways. Like yeah. it knocks the fucking mask, the, the the helmet of the fucking suit sideways. It looks so good. Like <laughs> uh Goro finishes it with a Magna Puncher finisher, and the episode ends with Yuji apologizing to the team and Momo saying, Let's fix O Ranger Robo. It's 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 very weird how like my complaint is now going away. Like I feel like okay, well I'm just gonna hold on to the little bits of character that I receive every episode. Yeah, you're really savoring that, those. You're really roll it around on my tongue when I get it. Yeah, because like in this one, it makes you kind of dislike Yuji. Yeah. Oh man, he's just a jealous boy. Yeah. Who cares, right? Yeah. But we see Mama Jury and Momo out there doing the aerobics and teaching O-Ranger Robo and having the boys pilot him. Yeah. Like, that shit's adorable. And then they're also these badasses with these, like, monster kicks. Yeah. It's, you're getting you're getting little bits here. Like you said, we're kind of savoring the little stuff we get. It's like a wine tasting where, like, I take it in and a little like aerate and shit, you know, where I'm just really savoring the little sample sizing I'm get. I'm, I'm the little sample sizing I'm getting. Um, seeing Yuji and seeing more about him, how he's kind of superficial in ways. You know, he really wants to be a hero. Uh, he really wants to be like the the desired one, the cool one. That's that's good. That's good. I'm glad to be seeing that. In that's the, last, the role of a Blue Ranger. Yeah. Right? In the last episode, we saw Shohei. Kind of what he's like. The guy's pretty fucking headstrong, but he doesn't he's, fucking quit. You know? He's all passion yeah. and drive. That's all he is. Yeah, just a block-headed, doesn't-quit dude. And that's cool. That's cool. So I was like, okay, thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes, all right, yeah. Get to see... I don't know. Maybe we're just... Like, you know, Cocker Ranger has put it into us that we just want to see them do slice-of-life stuff. And when we're seeing them just kind of like seeing uh, Shohei and Yuji just eat ice cream and bitch about not having their own robot. That's funny. You know, hey, that's I mean, like, thing. that's real relatable in the yeah. sense of like, 
hey, man, you know, I've been doing this job for a long time. I deserve this. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, like, Goro's the captain. And Goro is Goro. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, like, this is just the American in me. That Goro's a hard, <laughs> yeah. Goro's a hard name to pull off. Yeah. And if you're going to pull off being Goro, you have to be fucking badass at all times. You have to be badass enough to pilot your own robot if you're going to have that name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. I, it is. That is a. That is a hell of a name. Yeah, I feel like if your name is Goro, it's gonna. In, a lot of people are gonna want to fight you <laughs> over the course of your high school career. Yeah. It's gonna influence your personality by some degree, you know, especially if you were born in the time we were born in. Because I mean, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. Forearm Goro. Yeah. Oof, you know. Yeah, you think of a big yeah, you think of a big monster dude. Yeah. Prince I of the Shokan or whatever. Yeah, I think that's all we got for today, right? Yeah. Alright. Well, thank you so much for listening. We bring you new episodes every Monday and Thursday on your favorite podcatcher, and we're on all of them. So go get you some. We want to thank Rainer for the use of our theme song, Power Playthrough. If you want to go get yourself a digital download of that, you can head over to Rainer.bandcap.com while you're there, get scenery disasters and in circles we're on patreon at patreon.com slash power playthrough where three times a month you can get a new episode of beetleborgs while you're there stick around listen to vr troopers there's 30 episodes of that on there and um you can know what our minds are like after just three 7-eleven hot dogs <laughs> yeah Swimming in a boat of cheese. Yeah, three for five big bites, baby. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to, F- to this. God, I don't know why you do. <laughs> yeah. But may the power protect you.